fighting for freedom every day. You as the individual, you have the power. You don't have to join a union. You go in as an entry-level position. You get the experience that you need. And then as you work up, you get better at your job, which means they pay you more. If they don't pay you more, then you go to another company to show what you've learned and what your value is to where you can get more. If they really don't like that, then you can go and start your own damn business because we have a free market laissez-faire capitalist society allegedly, to where you can actually go off and do your own thing. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Darn right it is. Welcome into The Voice of Reason. A brand new day, a brand new week. Let's kick it off. What do you say? I am always the eternal optimist and always think there's opportunity for us to kick some butt every single day, and that's what we're here to do like we do every other day. Welcome in. This is The Voice of Reason. I am Andy Hoosier broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in Wichita, Kansas, on our flagship radio station all over the country. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Boy, we got a lot to talk about today, don't we? Dr. Ramel Green, she is with the Boys Initiative. She's written the book on how to please teach me like I'm a boy. And uh, we'll get her on at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk about the Disney response to the legislation out of Florida. We'll talk about the legislation coming out of Florida and Ron DeSantis. And where are we with that one? Why is Disney causing such a ruckus over this one? It doesn't make any sense to me. It's stupid. Drives me nuts. But nonetheless, that's what the elites like to do is to cause a ruckus. They ignore and put the blinders on with other business interests that they may or may not have but of course when a republican does something they don't like oh boy hold on to your seats because we're going to completely demolish you and fight to reverse whatever you do because you as a republican you're evil you're spiteful and you hate our children or something like that yeah i know i know so we'll get to that in a little bit. Plus, we have the Biden administration officially proposing their new 2023 federal budget. And uh, that's going to be fun as well to see what they propose as they're looking at massive tax increases. We have Democrats that are making sure that their entire party gets on board with their white umbrella, the marching orders from the elites above the, uh, you know, the top tier. Do as we say, not as we do mentality. And we'll talk about that, all that here in just a little bit as well. I'm sure you're just itching as well to talk about what happened at the... What is it? The Grammys or the? It's the Oscars. It was the Oscars that was last night. The Academy Awards. I don't watch them. I don't pay attention. And this is exactly why you and I, on the you know the Plains states, the flyover states, the good old boys, the blue collar workers, all of you that are listening to this show, uh, usually, this is why we're sick and tired of Hollywood. Can we just admit it? We're we're done with Hollywood. Just done with it. care what Hollywood does. And this just a prime example of it. The God complex that these individuals feel like they have is unbelievable. Now, first and foremost, I don't give a rip that Will Smith went and slapped Chris Rock. It was not a distasteful joke, to be honest. I did see the joke. It was kind of funny. Ha ha. It wasn't like belly laugh funny, but it was cute. Okay, whatever. Why she got so mad just shows that, you know, we can laugh at others while he's cracking jokes about other people and other things. But when you mention me, oh, don't you do that because I'm so sensitive. Uh, Will Smith was laughing at it and then went up and slapped him, which uh, a couple of things there. I guess you could either say, wow, he either overreacted, which is really, you know, kind of where I'm at. Like, really, dude? Or, oh, he's defending his family. Give me a break. Uh, I would defend my family as well. If I need to, I would not go and do that from that kind of remark because that was a stupid way to do it. But it wasn't even that point. I don't really care about that. It was what happened afterwards when he gave his speech. And just, again, the godlike complex to make me realize I don't want anything to do with Hollywood. I enjoy watching shows. I enjoy watching TV. 
Last this weekend, I spent uh, watch. I spent time watching my favorite show that's on Netflix, The Last Kingdom, which is kind of a Viking show. I am five episodes into the ten episode season. It's the end finale season. I'll be devastated when the show's all done because I've loved it from the beginning, and I don't know what I'm going to do after. But I love these types of shows because they're not the Hollywood elite. They're not the multi billion dollar. Uh, Hollywood star that just feels like they can waltz in and do any role and then just get paid and just everybody gushes over them. I don't care for those. I haven't seen a mainstream Hollywood movie in a really long time. The last one I did, I guess I take that back. I watched a couple of weeks ago. I watched um, the new Ryan Reynolds movie on Netflix as well. Was it Netflix? I think it was Netflix. Uh, Netflix or Hulu? I don't remember. I think it was Netflix, but it was he's a time traveler. He traveled back to see his younger self while he was trying to save his girlfriend, and then he tried to save his dad. It was very emotional. Ha ha. Okay, whatever. I like Ryan Reynolds and his kind of sarcasm. So that was the last movie. But again, I don't go out of my way to watch those. I watch Viking shows. I watch old school TV shows. I don't watch a whole lot of TV at all because I just don't have time to do so. I don't care about Hollywood. And this is exactly why. In this time in my life, in this moment, I am overwhelmed by what God is calling on me to do and be in this world. Making this film, I got to protect Ingenue Ellis, who was one of the most the strongest, most delicate people I've ever met. I got to protect Sanaya and Demi, the two actresses that played Venus and Serena. Dude, what are you talking about? Like, he's gushing, he's crying. The path that God has set him on, the purpose that God has gave him because he is protecting family, which is why he apparently went smack Chris Rock, why he's protecting family and the the purpose of this movie. Dude, okay, you are an actor. You entertain people. You are the clown of the 21st century, whether it's in a drama style, in a sappy style, or whether it's in a comedy style. You are nothing more than someone that gets on stage and dances like the monkey that we tell you to do, and we pay you a hefty amount of money to do it, you are not changing the world because God gave you this to do. You are an actor. And God gave you a great talent at doing that. We're not going to deny that in any way, shape, or form. I've been a fan of Will Smith before. I like the things that he does, but I won't watch any more of his movies because he's kind of a punk now. But the God complex that these Hollywood elites have drive me nuts. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this during the program today. But it's a bigger picture of not just what he did with slapping Chris Rock, but it's the bigger picture of I have the right to do whatever I want to do whenever I feel like doing it because God gave me this movement to do so and I feel moved by God. Okay, that's cool. I'm glad you're very religious. I'm glad that you're connecting with your uh, you know, higher potential with God. You know, I okay, great. You know what? <laughs> All the power to you. Well, come on, man. Like, because you were protecting someone in a movie, you are now w- doing God's work when it affects zero individuals except for yourself and your bank account. I guess that's two things, right? Yourself and your bank account. I don't care. I just don't care. But he gets even more emotional. <laughs> I'm being called on in my life to love 
people <laughs> and to protect people and to be a river to my people. I, I don't even know. I don't even know where he's going there. Apparently, he wants to love people so much that he got to smack them a little bit. What do you say? Come on. Smack them. Smack them up a little bit. When they don't do what you like because they said something that you don't necessarily enjoy. I will say that if you are going to give any awards to individuals for the dramatization of themselves by being a little bit over dramatic, I think we should have just looked at Washington, D.C. last week with the interview of the Katanji Brown Jackson hearings with Cory Booker. I think he should have won the award this year. What do you think? Oh, let America be America again. The land that never has been yet, but yet must be the land where everyone is free. Oh, yes, I say it plain. America never was America to me, but I swear this oath, America will be. Yes. <laughs> I think that should have worn the, 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 the Grammys. What do you think? Or the Oscars or whatever the hell the, the uh, awards were last night. That should have won it right there. He was over dramatic, man. He really brought it. He brought the tears. He brought the excitement. He brought the pounding of the desk. He brought Katanji to tears. That was just a beautiful speech about absolutely nothing related to a Supreme Court justice with those interviews. I think he should have won those uh, Academy Awards last night. Come on, man. Where's the real minorities that haven't won anything like Cory Booker and, as they like to call him, Spartacus? Why aren't they allowing him to win? By the way, only a third of the awards went to females, so therefore the hashtag MeToo movement needs to be speaking out as well because women didn't win last night there as well. So uh, we just got to keep the fair grounds, right? I mean, Will Smith complained a couple of years ago about how minorities don't win these awards and how they don't win anything, and now all of a sudden he's won like two of those, shocker, shocker. So where are the women at? I think that, by golly, women need to wear it, and it's an equal opportunity thing to where it's not about the quality of the movie that you produce, but the gender that you are and the uh, minority skin color that you identify as, and that should make you qualified to win these things just like the united states supreme court nomination i'm seeing similarities between what's going on on both coasts of the u.s don't you between washington dc and hollywood here in the u.s that the things that make you go hmm We'll get back to that in just a little bit as we talk about Disney because they're a hot mess as well going on with the response of what's uh, going on with the legislation out of Florida and Ron DeSantis. But in our latest What's Trending story of the day. What's trending today? The actual important things that we should be focused on, not because a Hollywood guy did something stupid. That's not a big grand you know, headliner for the day. The big news of the day is that Joe Biden has come out to propose his new 20% minimum billionaire tax. Oh, yes. Now... Uh, we've talked a lot about tax rates and it's difficult to try and tie an emotion to these, but it's, uh, it's something that we have to try and find a way to do because a 20% minimum billionaire tax for most people are going to be like, ah, who cares? They're a bunch of billionaires. It's not going to matter anyways. And we need more revenue anyways. So the big first question to me is, would they be able to ram this through? I think they would, even though they failed on the build on the build back better plan on the Green New Deal uh, plan that they've tried to ram through as well. I think that they're going to be able to make this one happen. Why? Because shortly after I saw that headline, then I see a headline here from Americans for Tax Reform where Joe Manchin, the sole Democrat independent Democrat, whatever from West Virginia, that has stopped all of the Biden administration's legacy so far going into a midterm, they made sure early on with this guy that he's on board with this one so that way they don't have another uh uh-oh like they did back in December and January and back in October of last year and every other time that they failed miserably on a piece of legislation. They want to make sure 
that they have their ducks in a row, that they are unified, that they have their marching orders for every Democrat, because now Joe Manchin comes out and says that he wants a $1 trillion tax increase to help fund more of the federal government. I don't know why, because we have record amounts of revenue going into the federal government already, but... Their big push now, going into midterm election season. Now, remember, we're going into election season now. Candidates are already on the campaign trail. You're already going to start seeing campaign slogans on TV and all the ads and all the social media. And we've already talked to many on the show here that they're already setting their platform. And the platform of the Democrats for 2022 is going to be full-on left-wing, radical, red-flavored commie socialism. That's ex- that's exactly what they're going to be pushing for this one because they don't know where else to go. The moderates have obstructed their agenda. The AOCs and the hard left have really steered the Democrat Party that way. The elites that run the Democrat Party are kind of running out of ideas, which is why they're like, hey, let's just throw Build Back Better back onto the table and see if we can actually win here. So they want to make sure they go as hard left as they possibly can, try and give away as much as possible because they know they're going to lose. So why not try and ram through their agenda to start the starting platform and raise that platform up just a little bit higher so the next time they take over, then they're actually going to have an easier time to promote their agenda. But Joe Manchin, who stopped the Build Back Better, who stopped the universal basic income, who stopped the Green New Deal, he now wants a $1 trillion tax increase the same day that Joe Biden has proposed this new federal budget that includes a minimum 20% tax on billionaires. They want to make sure that the guy that stopped them last time is on board first time now, so that way it's easy sailing moving forward. We'll talk more about that when we come back here on The Voice of Reason for a Monday. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. Again, that's HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite, when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com.
Bring some reason into your day. This is the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. So, welcome back into the program. Great to have you along today for a Monday, kicking off a brand new week. We have a heck of a week lined up for you. Not going to want to miss any of it. I'm still getting feedback from our Dr. Robert Malone interview we did last week. Thank you guys for watching that one, listening to it, listening to the podcast. That's awesome. I'll share that out as a special as well. I was going to do that this weekend. We didn't get a chance to. Just got busy with some other things. But I am going to share that out as a specialty uh, video on the social media to where you can watch just that interview instead of like cutting through the entire show sort of thing. But uh, we appreciate his time. We'll try and get him back on the show again soon. That was a really cool conversation to have. On the economic front, now that we have uh, budget conversations starting, which I love these because they're extremely important, can we work within our means? Aha, aha. That's funny. Yeah, see, uh, you got to crack yourself up when you talk about the government living within its means a little bit. That one right there, that's the joke we should have started off with at the early on with the kickoff of the show. Hey, uh, government walks into a bar, doesn't buy the alcohol because he doesn't have enough cash for it. Aha. Yeah, they're right. Uh, they would just try to subsidize it in some way, shape, or form, or sucker some poor fellow into paying for it for them because that's what the government really does, which is why they're proposing a 20% minimum billionaire tax. Now, I get it. With most of us listening to this program, they're like, Andy, I'm not worth a billion dollars. Heck with those guys. You know what? They can pay their fair share. But we realize, even though we're not at that level, that we would like to get to that level at some point because, you know, the streets paved with gold, opportunity for everybody, the American dream sort of thing, where we can reach the peak that we've always wanted to reach. And we will get there. All of us will get there as long as we put in the hard work. It's not going to come to us. You don't sit back and wait for it. You got to go get it. And then as you work and work and work, my philosophy on life has always been I'm going to put my head down, put the blinders on and just do things and then sporadically look up and see where I am and see if there's opportunities that I missed or if ones are actually there now because of what we've actually done. That's a good way to live, I think, because I'm not going to try and reach for something until I know that it's achievable, even though you have a dream. You want to be realistic and dreamy all at the same time. It's a terrible world. It's the yin and the yang, the dark and the light, the good and the bad. You know, you always need to wait for it to come to you. You need to go get it yourself. You know, don't try and reach outside of your means, but yet try and pursue the American dream. You know, it's a constant battle. Constant internal battle, but yet we do what we can. Right now, the Democrats, though, their opportunity for dream of the American dream is just to be able to bankrupt it. We have more money coming into the federal government than we've ever had in the existence of this nation. And now they want more money to come in from billionaires because billionaires are just somewhat evil, and according to them. And they want to fund more government projects. I don't know what you could possibly fund more of at the federal government that's not already being funded and that's a complete disaster anyways. I'm just throwing it out there. Name one, and again, if you're on the other side of the aisle, if you like government programs, email me, network at gmail.com. I will make some type of swag. I will give you some type of gift. If you can give me one government agency or department or program that actually runs efficiently, just one, that's all I ask for. Who's your media network at gmail.com? And you can let me know. But they want to make sure that their ducks are in a row this time because they don't want to look foolish by their own party blocking them like they have so far. So they want to make sure that those were the last holdouts in the last one are now the ones that are going to be promoting this bill because that's their punishment from the Democrat Party. You didn't go along with us before. You kind of made us look a little foolish. Heck, we even got rid of the filibuster supermajority that was needed in the Senate to pass our bills, and you guys still kind of messed us up. So. For the Democrats who act like children and who want to be treated like children, you need to be punished. 
So now this time, you're going to propose our bills and run with them and support them and be the first ones to be the trendsetters to make this bill actually happen. Which I find ironic because Joe Manchin has come out numerous times saying that right now, quote, he doesn't think it's a time. I don't think during a time of recession you mess with any of the taxes. He goes on to say, quote, doing his Austin Powers imitation, Manchin uh, joined a long camera on the $1 trillion hike, knowing how expensive liberal Democrats can be, according to ATR.org, that uh, he has made many comments before saying that he doesn't want more government taxation until the government gets its spending under control and more efficient, which obviously hasn't happened, but now turning around. Why? Because the Democrats strong-armed him to do so. Dr. Vermel Green, when we come back, right around the corner. The Stay here. of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media. When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. John Wright, we are flying through the show today. It is halfway through on a Monday. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening, we appreciate you very, very much. Love having you on board. So I got some comments about the uh, who should really have gotten the Grammy or the uh, uh, the is it again the Oscars is it, I think it's the Oscars from last night again I just I don't care I just don't care but who really should have gotten the Academy Awards last night uh, from the guy from last week who just got so excited and so dramatic in Washington D.C. with the uh, Katanji Brown Jackson uh, hearings. As Langston Hughes let wrote, oh, let America be America again, the (laughs) land that never has been yet, but yet must be the land where everyone is free. Oh, yes, I say it plain, America never was America to me, but I swear this oath, America will be. I I mean, hey, you know what? Well done, buddy. Well done. That's a... That, that was a standing ovation right there. Very dramatic. Uh, let's shift gears a little bit. Let's get into the other hot stories right now as we see what's going on down in Florida and the drama that's being caused down there. What's trending today? Now, of course, again, everything's about drama, especially in politics, right? Well, you don't know whether you're in Washington, D.C. or Hollywood half the time because it's so dramatic. Even some of the Republicans that were questioning uh, last week were really trying to drive home some points. And I'm just like, you know, don't know if you need to focus on that one or be as dramatic, but that's politics where you got to bring out that emotion. Uh, on the line with us to talk about some of what's going on down in Florida with uh, the state legislature, with the governor signing the bill 
on protecting children. Disney up in arms about it as well. Some of the comments out of Hollywood uh, referencing the bill as well. What's going on and why do we need to focus on this at such a young, early age in our public education system? Kind of a crazy topic. She is the author of the book, Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy, 10 Steps to His Success in School and in Life. She's also the executive of the Boys Initiative, which uh, you can find online at the uh, boysinitiative.org. We love having her on the program. It's been too long since we've chatted. Dr. Vermel Green with us here. Dr. Green, how are you today? my friend i'm doing just sparkling oh it is so wonderful to talk to you again uh always great what a wild topic to talk about here the fact that we have a governor that uh, signs a bill wanting to protect children from uh talks of gender and gender education in like the third grade and then we have disney up in arms because how dare you pass a bill like this this is just wild to me uh-oh yeah i just oh, did, did you, i lose you the, the, are you still with me Yes, I am. Hey, hey, there we go. There we go. Okay, right. there we go. Yeah, so yes. what's going on down in Florida, and why would Disney fight this one so badly for teaching gender identification at the third grade level? My daughter's about ready to go into the third grade, and I'd be a little upset if they start talking about this issue. And, well, you should be. Walt Disney is probably doing flip-flops and somersaults in his grave <laughs> if he would see what has been done to his wonderful organization from which I learned how to spell encyclopedia from Jiminy Cricket. Yes. I tell you, those folks don't realize that they are messing with parents, the very parents that pay their bills. Their children don't belong to them, and that's what I would always tell um, educators. The children don't belong to you. They are their parents, and it's their parents' right to select just what it is that their children will learn. They've only hired us to do so. And so for Disney to come out against parents, parents' rights to educate their children in the way that they feel is developmentally appropriate, shame on Disney. Yeah, shame on them. I mean, especially when you see the massive majority of polls nationwide, like near 67, 70 percent of Americans saying that uh, what Disney's doing is wrong and that they actually support this bill. Uh, you would think that as Disney, especially with a corporation who's looking to profit off of your children to have you go to their different amusement parks or to see their movies, that you would go along with the narrative of the majority of Americans, uh, not for the woke crowd, but just because you want to maximize your profits. You would think that. In fact, it's usually money that drives a, many, a lot of the decisions that corporations make. But I'm finding in recent years that that's not just the case. They're not looking at just money. They're looking at changing minds and philosophies and values. It's almost like it's a, a, a cult or a religion. But they can't have our children, and I applaud those parents be they in Florida or be they in Virginia or Ohio or wherever, I applaud these parents who are saying, no, you cannot have my children. They are mine to raise. They are mine to teach. At what point did we get to, Dr. Green, at what point did we get to the public education system even wanting to talk about gender identification, to talk about sex, to talk about these uh, you know, very touchy subjects? At such an early age. I mean, I'm trying to fathom right now. My daughter's about ready to wrap up second grade. And for them to start to be talking about this issue would blow my mind to be like, wow, like already? I I, I remember a vague conversation in the fifth grade, and I thought that was a little early. Well, you know, the saying that the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men or women to do nothing. Mm. 
And I think that's what happened in education. When the majority of teachers heard these other teachers, a minority, a very vocal minority, saying, well, the kids need to hear this, and this is the curricula that we should use, and uh, this is what we should teach. The majority of teachers who, who knew that this is not appropriate, that this is not right, they remain silent. When the teachers' union, and that's at the root of this, when the teachers' union, NEA and all their local affiliates, when they said, oh, this is what we need to be taught, the rank-and-file membership remained silent, and they just kind of went along with it. And so, unfortunately, parents who are largely kept in the dark, they didn't know what was going on until relatively recently when they got to look over Junior's shoulder and, and Susie's shoulder as they worked virtually during COVID. So, again... This has been seeping into education for a while. At first, it, it was just in uh, health education. I remember the big controversy when I was in the classroom of, should we teach health education in co-ed classes? That was a big controversy. Sure. And then when they got past that and they said, well, yes, we need to have separate classes because there's certain things that, you know, we don't want the girls to hear in front of the boys and vice versa. But then when they got into that, they started talking about, okay, how about STDs and, and do we need to show our children, you know, how to uh, use birth control. Should we have birth control clinics in the schools? So this whole sexual revolution that I thought was over and done with back in the 60s, it, it happened in the schools, and that's what we're seeing now. Well, we had to take it from the college higher education ones to like, all right, we've already like saturated that market. Let's find a new market here, which is a little bit younger demographic, and it's just continuously worked its way down there. The problem is now is that we're dealing with both ends of the candlestick. We're dealing with the administrative government side of it, with the teachers' unions, with the public education system. But now we're also dealing with it on the private sector with a monopoly of a, uh, a corporation, an organization like Disney, where, you know, 80% of what my kid watches with cartoons and kids' movies is probably Disney movies. And now we have to figure out how to try and weed through that on both ends of the spectrum. And I, I think that's a little daunting task for many parents, isn't it? It is. But parents can't afford to let their guard down. I know they're tired. COVID about to, <laughs> yeah. it was about to wring the last bit of energy out of them, but they've got to stay vigilant. You know, parenting isn't for sissies. You know, they've got to be there. They, they are being held responsible. And I always tell parents, I said, you know, God is holding you responsible for the upbringing of your children, not Disney, not, not the school teacher down, you know, or the school down the street. You are being held responsible. And so it's important for them to stay vigilant, check those book bags, check those textbooks to find out exactly what's being taught. Because those young people who were going through college and all that thing, they're in charge of education now. They're the teachers in the classrooms. They're the, the policy makers and the curriculum writers. So parents, it's up to you. It's up to you. And I think we're doing that, aren't we? I mean, we're seeing now the election from last November with the uh, governor's race out of Virginia that was really a hot race as soon as he mentioned that, hey, parents, you don't have a right to choose. You don't have a right to set the curriculum. You don't have a right to tell the teacher what to do. That was a hot, I think that really took things into the mainstream to where more parents and adults in general, I think, are just paying attention to this issue more than what they were before. I 
agree. I totally agree. When Terry McAuliffe said that, my mouth fell open. I said, <laughs> who in the world is his speechwriter? Yeah. <laughs> because for him to, to have the audacity to say that parents don't have a right or, or, or any kind of uh, voice to speak to teachers to tell them what to teach, I said, oh, no, that is not going to fly. Yeah. And he fired up some mama bears out there, and I said, good for you, parents. Yeah. Amen to that. We got a minute before we have to take a break here. But some of the other stuff that's in the news that's related to this as well, we see a lot of the athletes and uh, the swimming competition where the transgender won the swimming competition and, and and these issues. Is that something as well that really affects the kids at that younger age, at second, third, fourth grade, where they're wanting to be the athletes? They want to look up to individuals. Uh, is that having uh, a problem that we need to have a conversation with uh, with children about as well as parents? I think so, because unfortunately, when these children who are in kindergarten, their parents, their woke parents are saying, well, Johnny really, really wants to be Jane, or Jane really wants to be Johnny. And so that little five-year-old looks, and he sees a, a, a who came in as a girl is now wanting to be a boy. So they're confused, the little babies. And when... and parents who are allowing their children to make these kind of decisions, you know, as 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 kindergartners, I mean, so they're being faced with it whether they're ready for it or not. So parents is again a time that they need to hear from you yeah. rather than as to what should be done and how their children should think. Amen to that. I mean, my daughter right now is trying to figure out which is her favorite Barbie in her Barbie dollhouse. We don't need her to confuse Barbie with Ken right now. I think she kind of grasped the concept between the two there. we got to take a break. It's Dr. Vermel Green. When we come back, the Boys Initiative, you guys have an event coming up here next month that I want to promote and talk about with what you're doing. Also, find them online, boysinitiative.org. Lots more coming up. Stay here. Andy Hoosier. Andy Hoosier here, reminding you not only can you listen to The Voice of Reason on your favorite radio station, but also check out the video of the program on TV and online. We're excited to be working with our partners over at OpsLens to bring The Voice of Reason live every day on their website at OpsLens.com, on the OpsLens app that you can download on any of your smartphones, or on any of the OpsLens social media. It's a great network that broadcasts multiple shows promoting truth, reason, and common sense, reaching thousands of viewers every day, all day long. Plus, while you're there, you can always watch some of the best highlights of the show during the weekends or read our latest opinion columns on topical issues of the day. Also, if you want to interact with me during the program, just leave a comment on their social media or the OpsLens app stream. You can always join the live chat rooms, or if it's easier, just email me at network at gmail.com. Again, that's network at gmail.com. This is your show, and we want to hear from you. Why? Because it's time for you to be your own voice of reason in your own community. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You want some more reason throughout the day? Well, now it's easier than ever to find. Here's what you do. Check out the website at HoosierReason.com. There you can find past shows, links to all of our social media, special features, our monthly blogs, and a heck of a lot more. Plus, make sure to check in frequently as we're constantly working to add more goodies that you'll really enjoy. Also, you can always subscribe and follow our social media sites for bonus content, articles that we use on the show, or maybe some additional rants. Yeah, it's all that and so much more. Check it all out at HoosierReason.com. 
Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. Want to reach out to the show? A big part of the program is you, and we want to hear from you. Let us know your thoughts of the show, maybe a guest we've had on the program, or my favorite when you disagree with something that I talk about. You can email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or send us a message through our website at HoosierReason.com. The show's not about me. It's about you. So be heard and be your own voice of reason. Again, email me at HoosierMediaNetwork at gmail.com or find our contact information at HoosierReason.com. Fighting for freedom every day. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. I don't care what anybody says. This is by far the fastest hour of radio on radio. Multiple radio stations, TV stations, live streaming, podcasting. Making it happen today for a Monday. Back at it, ready to go after a great weekend. Recouping, recovering, and having some fun. Dr. Vermel Green hanging out with us as well. She is the author of the book, Please Teach Me Like I'm a Boy. Ten Steps to His Success in School and in Life. She's also the executive Director of the Boys Initiative, boysinitiative.org. You can check them out as we talk about education. We have a double-ended sword that we have to deal with here, and it's unfortunate. But, uh, Vermel, before we uh, kind of move move on here, we've kind of allowed this, as you mentioned, to happen. We've allowed this based on just complacency of us getting busy in our personal lives, of teachers not standing up, of parents just kind of being complacent with, oh, you got our kids during the day. You just do whatever you deem you you deem necessary. And we're not going to interfere because, by golly, you know, you're just going to educate our kids. We're not going to be involved in a lot of this. And now we have a long uphill battle to try and take back that conversation, don't we? We do. We do. But I think if parents start realizing the power that they have, the power in the voting booth, the power at the administrative level. I remember when I was a principal, oh my goodness, if the parents only knew, all it took was one phone call to my supervisor, my superintendent, and oh my goodness, it had such an effect. Uh, I, I wish I had a dollar for every parent who walked over my head when I made a decision that they didn't like, and they got a they got my my decision overturned. I tell you, parents have power; they just need to use it. They need to organize it. They don't have to get belligerent. They don't have to get nasty about it. They just have to be very forceful and not allow themselves to be put off or just kind of shuffled to the side and waved off. Because no, this is too important. Amen to that. Plus, showing up to the school board meetings, running for school board if you have the opportunity to do so as well. All of it to actually be involved or just sitting at home and talking with your kids and being like, all right, look, this is some controversial content. You're going to have an understanding of this before you go into the classroom in some way, shape or form. And that already makes an impact. Absolutely. Parents have to get involved. And that's why I thought it was so incredulous that when parents started going to the school board meetings and being involved and being concerned about what was being taught, oh, my goodness, then the education secretary asked the National Association of School Boards to deem parents as being terrorists. And I'm thinking, my goodness, we tried to bribe our parents to come to PTA meetings. We fed them. We gave out free gifts just to get our parents more involved. And now that they are, oh, my goodness, now they want to say that they are not welcome. You are parents. You are welcome. So come on in. And you're not a terrorist. That's right. Good golly. It's a, it's wild how the times have changed. You guys with the Boys Initiative, you have an event coming up at the end of April. What's going on? How can people get involved? We should 
ado, this is our very first virtual summit. It's going to be on Friday evening, April 29th, and Saturday morning into the afternoon on the 30th. Um, they can register right on our website and find out more um, information. We have some dynamic speakers and dynamic workshop sessions, all that can be viewed from the comfort of their home. Michael Gurian, who talks about the minds of boys and, and how boys are thinking. And we're going to have Warren Farrell, who talked about the boy crisis and what we can do about fathering. We have special speakers who are going to be talking about boys, technology, and learning. Um, a panel discussion dis um, that's going to focus on what are some of the issues and trends affecting our boys. So parents, please, please, the registration, we kept it purposefully low. Uh, our early bird registration is only $35 if you register before April 8th. After April 8th, it goes up to a whopping $45. Wow. Still very reasonable for a two-day summit. So come out, get involved, and get yourself equipped so you can answer those teachers when they start talking to you about your son and everything that's wrong with them. No, they need to first teach him like he's a boy, and you then will be equipped to show them just how your son is different. I love it. Teaching the individuality, teaching the masculinity, teaching them to be the boys, to be able to be the next leaders in society, along with girls, of course, but each being able to be taught individually. I love what you guys are doing. I love the conference. Well, we want to get you back on before the conference at the end of April as well. It's Dr. Vermel Green at boysinitiative.org. Find some more information upon the upcoming conference at boysinitiative.org. Dr. Vermel Green, it's always an honor to talk to you. I love you. we got to get you back on the show again soon. Annie, thank you so much for having us. Hey, always a pleasure. That's it. Fritz, today goes by way too fast. Podcast up in just a little bit. We didn't even get to half of what we were going to talk about today, which just means we'll do it again tomorrow. Until then, be your own voice of reason. This is The Voice of Reason. I'm Andy Hoosier. Have a great one. We'll see you on the radio. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. You know, when I get off the air every day, the battle for me against limited government censorship and even unfactual content is far from over. That's why now I'm so happy to say that the Hoosier Media Network is giving you more opportunity to catch the voice of reason along with other great shows and podcasts. It's been a long time in the works, and now you can finally enjoy more great content, services, and topical shows. We're the safe space for alternative talk, information, and ideas that the mainstream media absolutely hates. From holistic and alternative medicine, discussions on religion and spirituality, hear entertainment shows, and of course yours truly with the voice of reason. Plus, we offer numerous media services, including helping you set up your own podcast, become your own voice of reason, and bring your expertise to any fun issue or topic. For information on all of our shows, links to podcasts, each show website or social media link, or to find out about everything we do to challenge the mainstream establishment, visit our website at HoosierMedia.com. Again, that's HoosierMedia.com, the future of media.